0: up strangers where have I been I I'm bad I'm bad you're naughty I know the last time I was talking to you I was uh, I was I was pretty mad I was I was I was promoting this tour that I'm on now called live and let laugh getting ready to do the last leg on the whole west coast Go to officialjimbrewer.com and you see all the dates or on Facebook or Instagram, wherever. But my, my consistency is really bad. Really bad. Who's bad? And I, I apologize. I just remember the last time, uh, I think it was, I was doing the Impractical Joker show. And I was opening up the show in Indianapolis, which then led to, by the way, a cruise. So... I don't know if you're looking for a four-night cruise with a lot of comics and the Impractical Jokers, but February 10th through the 14th, I'll be on the Impractical Jokers cruise. I'm going to be bringing my daughter and all that jazz, and we have a lot to catch up on right now. A lot. Um, gosh, what was that? Oh, yeah, September, October, November, December. We, there's a lot to talk about, and I apologize. But there's a lot of cool things starting to happen and I have a drive in me again for many reasons, which uh, I will try to get into during this, this moment that we listen to. Whatever you're doing, I hope, I hope life is good by you. It's not easy. It's not easy. Uh, my, my best suggestion to you to really enjoy your life is to turn everything off, except for me right now. <laughs> what what I mean by that is just news politics just turn off just turn off use whatever energy you were gonna that that you your emotions get strung up in that. And just put it into whatever you love. Put put into your wife, your your parents, your kids, your, your lawn. Are you a gardener? Go garden. Are you uh, Whatever you love, put that energy. If you're looking at Instagram right now and you're going, man, I can't believe this is God. Just take that energy because there's nothing you could do about that. That is senseless emotions. And just put it into something that can... Imagine you had that drive, and you put it into something you're really excited about, really inspired about, and you really love. Think of what that little amount of energy can do for you and everyone around you. And people start to see it. They start to feel it. And that's that. Now, so, very interesting, um, I'm not going to touch on the last time we talked, but I do remember it was, I was very, I was, I was really, I was pissed. But those days are gone. And I, I wouldn't say, I was pissed, confused. I was angry. I'm tired. I've been under a lot of stress. And I've got some sort of rash for making in the bushes. But, you know, we all go through that and, I got over it, and with the help of always reaching higher, it's all good now. So, a lot has happened since then. I've started a tour. I'm creating more of this podcast, which I have to say, I was just inspired to start talking right now by my good friend Opie. I... Once in a while check in from Opie and Anthony. I, I check in with him once in a while. Say, hey, what's going on? He was telling me about his family and how things are going and the whole family's going on a trip and then something tragic happened in his life and on his podcast. And it was it was terrible to hear. And we and we we were catching up. And at the end, he said, and I have to say, he has been one of my biggest supporters throughout my life, throughout the career. And he said, Jim, you got it. Jim, I love listening to your podcast. Just talk. Just tell people what you're doing. It's gold. And what really because I miss it bad. So thank you, Opie. And thank you for all the fans. After every show. On my Instagram On my Facebook I get people going Why are you keeping us waiting for another Why don't you post something Where's the podcast So I'm going to do my damnedest not to let you down this world And I got a spark And I'm about to tell you all about it What are we waiting for Take this Now, my laziness comes from, and I, I will call it laziness. I'll call it laziness or, or distraction, ADD, whatever you want to label it as. What happens is I come home, and when I'm home, I, I'm engulfed in the family and the kids and everything that's going on. And I lose sight of everything else. It's, if it's not in front of me, It doesn't exist. Do you understand? It's just one of the. That's why I have to constantly remind myself of things. If I if I gotta go like today, I had to bring the kids. I didn't have to. I bring the kids to school in the mornings when I'm home, (laughs) and I pick them up and I try to cook and all that jazz. Well, while I was this morning, there were notes. Like D, my wife will leave a note going, make sure you bring turkeys. We get turkeys for a food drive, and we had all these turkeys in the freezer. If there were no notes or reminders on the phone where alarms go off, it just would never happen. Those turkeys would sit there until February. I'm like, oh, shoot, I keep forgetting to bring the turkeys. So I got to leave myself more notes and reminders and stuff like that, which I'm going to do three days a week. Hey, you got something to talk about? Start talking about it, let people know. Now In the meantime too I really really want to thank Man Tina I, I've, I've ghosted So many of you uh, Christine In Long Island um, Jerry Jerry the cop um, William There's There's Brandy There's so many of you Something I saw on the road I just want to tell you some things That happened on the road um, and forgive me for not remembering the city, but on the second leg of the Live and Left tour, Live and Left tour, I was reached out by this kid. We'll, we'll call him. We'll call him Chris. I don't know if I want to expose his name or if he cares. And he reached out, and I, I didn't really. I, it didn't hit me who he was. And he said, I'm coming to a show. And sometimes when I read the, I I do read comments on Facebook and Instagram. I don't really follow Twitter very well. I'll retweet things, but I very rarely will write something or send it out unless it's from my Facebook or something out. And I show up at a show and I guess this is all about What comes around goes around, maybe. I don't know, but. So I have meet and greets at my show. People pay and they come beforehand and do a meet and greet. And I'm I'm going through the line, which is another thing I really want to get into at this. This is another part of why I want to do this again and how much I've been moved and inspired by you. And the people coming to shows And so this I see this woman And she's with a younger male And um, he As soon as he stood in front of me I, I, I It took me a second And I realized he was a face From almost 10 to 15 years ago Very close to my home here is a rehab facility. Um, Basically, when teenagers, instead of going to prison, they will go to this rehab center if they have problems with opioids and heroin and all this stuff. And I, I, because I think I can heal and help the world, I really do. I definitely have that egotistical I, I don't know if it's ego, or whatever, but there's a there's a passion in me. That goes, I can help. I can help. And I went there, and I was convinced I can I can I can help a lot of these teenagers. And I started with about a group of ten, and I'd bring them to the Mets games, play, play wiffle ball, whatever it was, talk with them, and all that jazz. And I realized, after it was over, when I saw the results, I was heartbroken. It, it's it's beyond heartbreaking to hear the stories. Heartbreaking. Uh, one kid was. Uh, it it was just heartbreaking, and. Um, there was one kid. He was really funny, and I kept saying, "You should do comedy. Something with comedy. You, even if you don't go in the comedy world, you should always just be funny because it's very. When I see you, I just feel good. It makes me feel good inside. You have that power in you. Even if you don't make money, you have that capability of doing that. Don't ever underestimate that. No matter how small the pay, no matter how small the world. You're very important in that world. You don't know whose life you are touching. One of, the, one of the most inspiring things for me when I was growing up, I used to work at Sears, and we all know the Sears paint story. And If you don't, look it up. That's why I have a shirt called Long Live Paint anyway. I, one moment, I can go all the way back to one moment that, that was so inspiring and, and made me think in, on, a, on a deeper comedy level, was I showed up one day, and the guy in hardware, not the not the famous one from Long Live Paint Story, a different guy. He came over to me. And he goes, and he was older. And he went, Brewer, Brewer. He'd always ask me to do bits. Brewer, do the uh, do this bit and do this do this impression. He goes, Brewer, you, you can't call him sick. I remember I was sick for a couple of days. He goes, you can't do it. It was, you don't understand. I, I the only thing that keeps me going from work here is knowing you're gonna be here. You you really, you helped me through my day. That little moment, that little comment meant more than that person will ever know in their lifetime. They may not even be living anymore. But that comment infiltrated me, inspired me, kept me going. Because I knew now I could do that for people. And that's a beautiful, powerful thing. It's a gift. Where is it from? I don't know. Maybe it's from pain. I don't know. And from that, I told this kid that. You don't understand. I see you. You make me laugh. I just watch you. You go, oh, you know, come on, man, That that's, that's, man, you, you're, comm-. I say, yeah, 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 I get paid for it, but that doesn't mean I'm funnier. Doesn't mean that. Doesn't mean you don't have the ability to, to spread that. And I got to say, I almost cried. I know, it's a little fairy. Every guy, oh my God. I almost cried when I realized this was the kid standing in front of me. And we gave the longest hug. I hugged him so hard. I said, you got to hang out after the show. I want to talk to you more. And he basically went on to say his father passed. Um, He's clean. Uh, His mom lives there. He's got a child. And he's doing the best he can to get things right. I met him when he was 16. I think he's 29 now or 28, something like that. And he's doing the best he can. He's, he's trying to get in improv groups. And I said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just, just as long as you're good, as long as you're a good person, as long as you're enjoying life. So those moments keep me going. And he said, Jay man, why, why'd you stop talking on the podcast, man? I started listening to that all the time. You'd have your wife on once in a while, and you, you'd get all heavy and talk. Man, I, I need to hear that. He goes, don't get me wrong. I like, I like listening to comedy, but I, like, I feel like I'm in the room with you just talking. I said, all right, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I, I promise you. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. But after hanging out with Opie today, talking to him, he's like, Brewer, start now, Please. It's not that hard. Just talk. You're right. You're right. Off to the races. But I'm starting to see, too, just going on the road and doing the meet and greets. The meet and greets have really made me see things differently. And what I mean by that is I'm taking back on how many families are showing up with kids, little kids, nine years old, 11 years old, 12 years old, 14 years old, family of five, family of four, family of three. A lot of families come to the meet and greets. And the little kids are doing bits for me. Little kids are making me things. And the mom's so proud. Do the, do the, do the thing. Do the, uh, one kid asked me to do a kangaroo. And that's from a bit I did, almost 10 years ago from uh, let's, was it let's clear the air? I think it was let's clear the air, yeah when I do the, uh, the meaning of success, back in the day I wanted it to be success to me was leather pants and a kangaroo to me success was A, right off the bat, leather pants <laughs> Leather pants. Like Eddie Murphy, bright red leather pants, Just, Yeah. Successful. Just doesn't even matter. I would go buy groceries, go to the mall, walk around in big leather pants. Successful. And the other thing I was determined to get to prove how successful I was, was an exotic animal. Not, not like a monkey. I didn't, want a, I didn't want a lion. I wanted a kangaroo. <laughs> I just thought that would be awesome, like show up at a beach, at a carnival, get a van, get out of my van with my leather pants, <laughs> people are like, what's that guy doing, They open up the back of the van, with crazy kangaroo. It didn't alter what I talk about on stage, but it made me realize. I got to continue to walk the walk. That, that, that's always my motto. Walk the walk. You can talk the talk all you want. But you need to walk the walk. Because people are watching. People are listening. And you need to set an example. Now, Some people will argue that and whatever. And that, I think that comes from uh, a smaller perspective of life. I don't know if that's the the way I grew up. My father my father was such, you know, I talked to my sister last night and we just started relishing on on our father. So yeah, we were we were talking because um Just my, I learned so much from my dad, and and if you lose someone in your life, it takes a while and all that jazz. And I and I told you a whole story from the past and the birds. It's to each his own. What whatever you feel or believe and whatever, but every I can honestly say I feel my father every every day so much with how he handled it, with the way I handle things, the way I handle my kids, the way I handle drama, the way I handle so much. He was such a just be a good person and just do the right thing. And you know what? When life kicks you in the nuts, guess what? That sucks. Now what? What are you going to do about it? That sucks. And I got to say, that's one of the best philosophies in the world, and, and, I, and I watch people get crazy over. Oh God, you can't say this! And it, yes, I can't. Yes, yeah, no, you can't. Oh God, you can't do this! Yes, you can. How am I ever gonna? You, d- 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 my kids come up with. Pr- I always resort to my father, and that's why I also, you know, you know, my my wife believes. Not believes she's everyone has certain faiths and all that and I will never never deny them as long as you're a good human being and you walk the walk and when you label yourself you have to know you're becoming a target and what I mean by that is people's perspective and it's not your fault what what people's thoughts are but um. People want to tear it down just like, just like politics. If I, if I, if I, unfortunately we lived in a society where we are thought to judge and categorize. So if I, if I were to make a statement like, I don't know, uh, um, I believe that whatever, I'm going to make it up. I believe that, uh, immigration or whatever should be a certain way, you listening will, will most likely not listen to what I'm saying. You'll immediately judge, oh, he's left or he's right, he's Democrat, he's Republican, he's far left, he's liberal, he's conservative. And then you're, and then you blank out and that's all you, and then, and then that's it. So my father, I always look at this. You talk about sacrifice. You know, this one's sacrificing, that one's sacrificing. I go, you know what? My father sacrificed. He doesn't have a book, and I'm not comparing him to any prophet. But I'm saying sometimes we look so far and wide and things that may have happened thousands of years ago or may not have happened here or there, and sometimes we don't take the time to look that the modern-day pioneers are right in front of you. Or they could be. But you're judging them because they're linked to something else. So if you look at a homeless person, part, oh, but that homeless person may give you one thing that can change your whole life. So my father grew up in a family of 10. And his mother was dead. As he turned three years old. So he never had a mother. Father was a heavy drinker. They lived in Kentucky. They had nothing. Zero. And then to go from that. To trying to survive. Because that's surviving. Father didn't make good money. At all. It's almost like a movie. You know, when they get together. They would say. We'd have a loaf of bread. Or little Jim used to have to go along the, the train track for coals so we can heat the living room and then this one would we'll go look for possum so we can make possum pie and this one go to turtle so we can get turtle soup that's close to tribalism if you really think about it you're surviving it's close to homelessness and to go from that to now you're in a war you're sent overseas in a world war. And you watch people get dismantled. You watch people get hacked and killed. And you are killing people. And then you have to question that as time moves on. When you come home. And the way people react to you. And, and what we glorify. Pop culture news Hollywood that's who we all glorify and why why would you glorify any of that it's entertainment it's not real it's fun to go and see and all that jazz but to glorify it mm, my father was never angry never bitter He'd always just make sure you're doing the right thing. And when terrible things would happen, I didn't understand as a child. I didn't understand. I didn't understand his ways. I'll go, I'll Dad, can I just have $3? Everyone's going to get pizza. And he'd go, huh, well, I guess you're not going to have any pizza. Like, what are you talking about? You don't have $3 on you? I have $3 on, on me, but... You're gonna have to go make three dollars somehow. Go rake some leaves or go to go knock on Are you freaking No, no yeah, I guess that sucks. Guess you're gonna watch them eat pizza. And I wanna I God I could stand it. When bad things what I thought were such bad things. I come up like, Dad, can you believe this happened? He goes, yeah, well. Hmm. Well that sucks now, don't it? That sucks. I'm like, that's all you got? huh? you yeah. know. What are you going to do? It sucks. Sucks. And that, that, and life, he goes, life keeps moving. Life keeps moving. Be good to the next person. And it's, it's, for someone to go through all that and always have that philosophy is powerful. So, I don't know where the hell I was going with all this. The dark side of the moon. But I just know. I guess where I was going was to be so dramatic with words that are being said and playing a victim on whatever level in life you have. There's always somebody worse. And to be uplifting is more powerful than anything else in the world. You know, there's, there's a fan of mine. I've had a couple fans reach out to me and a couple of these fans. Uh, and it was bizarre because three of them happened at once where they lost their loved ones. they lost. Their loved ones passed away. And it was, it, it was so moving. And one I, I'll give you for instance, and I don't know if they listen I think this person is so, such an inspiration, and I almost wish, you know, maybe I'll talk to him and ask them where, this person lost their husband, suddenly, and uh, there, there's a couple, one, a husband lost his wife to cancer. Um, and he reached out to me and he showed me a picture. And his here's his letter was, Jim, I just want to tell you, I have the worst time in my life. I lost my wife. She was my soulmate for years. I, I, I'm a father without a wife, with these children. And you, your comedy kept us... Going, It was so strong in our household. My wife loved you. Here's a picture of us meeting you. Here, look at how excited she was to meet you because you meant so much to us. I didn't know how to react to that. Because that's where I got, that's where it's, yeah, I'm an entertainer, but this is human. This is humanizing. I have to rely. I have to detach from the entertainment. I reached out to him. I've got to see him since then. I got to hug him since then. And I said, "You're my answer. You you inspire me. I may need you one day." And this woman lost her husband. And she would come see me at the Paramount. Her, her husband loved me. Would always come see me at the Paramount, Long Island. And um, she has an Instagram. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask her if I can ask you, the listener, to maybe look at her Instagram page. I don't know if it's public, but I can honestly say this woman is so inspiring, so healing. And you can see her pain. You can feel her pain, but yet here she is every day uplifting the world. Every single day I go on this woman's Instagram page. And I guess what I'm saying, thank all thank you. Because this is this is what makes life go around. Yes, it's entertaining and we're we're gonna be goofy and once in a while we'll talk like Jack Nichols said. Would you like to hear that? Oh Tony Joe Pesci's got a brand new movie coming out. Joe Pesci has a new movie. It's called The Irishman I'm waiting 40 years for this freaking movie over here. How long I gotta wait? How long had to wait for this movie? In this day and age, what the fuck is this world coming to? 10, 15 years ago, I would have been super excited. I, I'm not. Uh, n- nothing against him or anyone else, and just I don't know if it's getting older, but the more humanizing things we do, and the less distractions, it feels good. It's very uplifting. I. I I'm going to reach out to this woman because I, I, I know there's people listening that this could really help. Um, another one of my favorite fans that are listening. Her name is Sally Ann and she's out in Long Island. And I got to meet her and her son. And her father's getting older and she, she sends me videos because she was inspired with me with my dad. Which I'm going to start putting back out there. That more than me flick can help a lot of you. It's funny. It's powerful. Uh, and, and so she sends me videos. And I love them. It's her dancing with her father. She had this... Uh, let, me see, let me see if I can find it now. Um, so, you know, she'll send me a personal Twitter thing. And <laughs> he... Here we go. It's a whole senior citizen thing. And she's starting to understand what her her father... Oh, her father was a boxer. That's what it was. Her father was a boxer. He used to love to box. And she said he has no drive for anything. He's almost dementia. And I tried to explain to her that dementia definitely exists, but... My dad could tell you everything about World War II and every single moment he was there and all that if he really wanted to. He'd tell you all the islands he was at, the planes that he was on, the ships that he was on, and he wouldn't go into the detail of fighting. would never go. If I ever pushed him, he would immediately shut down. But um, this woman, Sally Ann, brought her father to a gym, A boxing gym and she sent me the video and this guy he lit up he lit up and she's videotaping him and I I, it was such a beautiful sight so if you're going through that I'm telling you find out what they love you you gotta sacrifice you may not want to bring your dad or mom or aunt or grandma or whatever. They you may not want to bring them and sacrifice your time because your time is so important. And, oh, my God, I really don't want to drink. I got to pick them up. I got to drink them here. And then I got to stand there. It's something I'm not interested in. But that's not what it's for. It's you to lift them up. You're lifting them up. That feels so good. And so Sally Ann... Keep doing what you're doing. She's got this other video now, she just sent, of her dancing with her father. It's so adorable, it's so freaking cute, so whatever. So I guess, I guess what I'm getting at with all this is thank you, and I've discovered, yes, I'm an entertainer, yes, I do stand up comedy, yes, I'm a quote unquote celebrity of some sort, but you know what, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. And I really enjoy how we all relate. So I need to say thank you. Thank you for inspiring me. Thank you, Opie. Opie. And you're actually texting me while I'm doing this because we just got off the phone. I said, Opie, you just, I'm telling you right now, hanging out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start freaking podcasting again right this second. So thank all of you. Now, let's get into this. I have a new adventure coming my way. And I don't know where it's gonna bring me, but it's going. The train is the train is on the way. I'm designing it, putting it together. It has to do with family. Uh, it has to do with career. It has to do with adventure. I don't know where it's going. Like I said, I'm not worried about it. I never, I, I very rarely will go into a world that I'm scared of or, or worried about bad repercussions. As long as you know you're doing it for the right and the good. There's so many comics that will ask me, or they'll tweet, hey, uh, I'm thinking about doing stand-up comedy. What, what should I... Uh, how about how about some pointers? And I always say the same thing. Just make, you, just make sure you're doing it for the right reason. Only you know what the right reason is. Are you doing it for the leather pants and kangaroo? Or are you doing it because... You like making people let, like, I don't know. You you only know that answer. I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. If I didn't feel good about what I'm doing, I could never do what I'm doing. Never. Okay, new adventure. So I'm starting to realize when I play the shows and I do all these meet and greets and I do all that, I got to, you know what? We can all become this really cool family that helps each other out. Now, I don't have a website for this and I don't have that, but I believe that all just come in time. And maybe I won't. I don't know. I don't know. I just know this. It, it started hitting me. I did Bert Kreischer's podcast, which I have to say, thank you, Bert. Thank you. He does it in his backyard, in his little garage area. I've known Bert Kreischer a long time. Great guy. Amazing storyteller. And just a good human being. Great human being. Father, married. Went over there, and uh, his daughter was trying to make something. And I told her how to make uh, mac and cheese. And we just talked. And it was really, really... It was a good time. Um... And I got a lot, and that, and that's a. I did a couple podcasts now, the kid and the fighter, fighter and the kid podcast. Wow, the the, the twenty dollars shed. There's been a, a couple I've done, but a lot of people come up to me and are like, oh, dude, you, t- 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 I loved hearing you on there." and Love listening to that podcast. And people actually went out of their way to come see me because of them. So thank you, Bert. Thank you, Joe Rogan. Thank you, Bill Burr. Bill Burr and Joe Rogan getting together, talking about me. That, that, thank you. Thank you. Um, Because those are all people I really, if I, I, all that I seriously look up to. I always thought we were industry guys that are not industry guys. We are guys that, I can't lump them into it, but I can only speak for me. I don't like the Hollywood scene. I despise the Hollywood scene. I despise egomaniacs. I despise, and yet, trust me, we all got egomaniacs, but I'm just saying I always felt those were those are all blue-collar, busted their balls, did it their way. And I've been struggling to do that my whole life. My whole life. And it feels good. It feels good at the end of the day when you go, that's okay. Because I, I made this design. My family made I still get to balance family with life, with enjoyment, with, with everything I need to do. So thank you. I want to thank those guys. So the new adventure. Uh, my daughter's going to be joining me a lot. She's going to be joining me a lot. I'm gone for this Thanksgiving. She's coming home from school this Thanksgiving. And I'm fascinated to hear her views. She's 20 years old. She's. Uh, I'll, I'll let her explain everything, but she's 20. She'll be coming on hopefully in the next... I don't know, two, three weeks or so when she'll be home for the Christmas break and we'll get into it and we'll talk about what we need to talk about. And we got a lot of things to talk about. And, but I'm heading out to San Diego to do a show in San Diego and I'm staying there for a couple of days and we're going to do Thanksgiving out there. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm not excited. I'm missing my family, but this weekend we're going to have our own little uh, Friendsgiving and in this new adventure, you know, I was, I've been writing a TV show. I have a movie idea pitched and it's now being written. But I really, really, really love this idea of this TV show. And I met with my lawyer and my lawyer's like, Jim, forget TV. There's no money. Podcast. Podcast. Talk about these stories. There's no better storyteller than you. Have these guys on the show. Have these these people on the show. And tell these stories. And I've been talking with the guys. And I think we're going to start doing that soon. Not I think. We definitely are. While I'm also writing the script. So I just think it would be the coolest thing in the world. As time moves on. And I'm not going to give you any hint to what the script is. But I will tell you this. If you just listen to me on here. You're going to go. Wow, this makes all the sense in the world All the sense in the world, Brewer Of course it does I would sit and watch that show It's extremely relatable What I'm trying to put out there On every single generation Every married, non-married Someone that, it just Every angle you can imagine I'm hoping to all be in this big stew one big stew getting simmered um but all this is going to start happening on the podcast another goal for me to start doing also as well is guest i am 100 percent gonna have guests and i want you to be the guest you want me there was so many times I was out on the road and I went, oh my gosh, I want this family to be on the podcast. I want this, this, these people to be on the podcast. I want this backstage person to be on the podcast. So I'm going to work extremely hard on this next leg of the West Coast, which I really hope to see you. And I'll tell you what, nothing feels better than me when you come up to me after show, before the show, and you say... Jim, I love your podcast because then I know you're someone I would hang out with. You're someone I would sit down and have coffee with. You're someone, this isn't the stand-up comedy world, Jim Brewer. This is more the life, Jim Brewer, which you have nothing to hide. As, as, as honest as we can get because then no one can hold anything else. When you have guilt in, in your life, it's going to eat you up like cancer. You can never have guilt. Unless you truly, you always got to forgive whatever happened. You have to forgive and you have to put, and you have to be sorry if you did something terrible. Put it out there. Take it. Own it. I'm watching this whole, uh, I, I don't watch sports, but I, it, it's like, you know, an incident would happen where a fight or whatever, and instead of just going, you know what, I'm sorry, there's always, well, well, the reason I did it was because X, Y, and Z. Why do you... Was, then you're not sorry. You're not sorry. You, you, you're placing blame and you're pointing fingers. I can't stand that. I can't stand when... I get to it with my kids, too. My kids will do something, and and they'll go, well, it's because it's because... I say, no, 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 It's you. It's you. You're still not acknowledging what happened. Well, you know, it's because... It's, a... <laughs> well, it's you, doofy. It's you. So, I'm going to get into a lot more stuff, because a lot of cool things are on the way. A lot of cool things. Um... This is the last leg of the tour. I'm not going to be on the West Coast for a very long time, so I hope to see you guys. I hope you have a phenomenal Thanksgiving. I don't know where I'm eating, but I'm definitely going to go somewhere in San Diego. Me and my Oprah, Brian, um, and, and the tour manager. We filmed every single show and we recorded every show, so I don't know if you know about it, but you can go on Pandora and listen to my, quote, bootleg series, and it's the fire alarm incident. And when I was playing the Paramount a couple months ago, in the middle of the show, right towards the end of the show, a freaking fire alarm went off and wouldn't go and wouldn't turn off. So I had to do the show while the fire alarm was on, and we had to figure out, is this a dangerous situation or not? And so I kind of had to wing that. Uh, this is, this is uh, I've, like I said, I record every show. There's a lot of shows, Jim Thorpe, Dallas, there's, oh my God, is too many to mention, where I did material in those cities where I did nowhere else. So I don't know if I want to put those, I, me and my management are talking about, do we put these as a concert series? We, I don't know, I own all the footage, we own all the recordings. Are these uh, a concert series that we release? Is it Instagram? Is it and then, is there a one-man show? Is there, it's, that, those are other cool things to think about, more fun and more in the entertainment world. But, uh, oh, I'm heading to Arizona to do a, a Alice Cooper's charity event, Christmas event. Rob Halford of Judas Priest is going to be there. And uh, some other people. So I don't know if you can get tickets for that. That's in Arizona. Let me see when that is. That is December. December 14th. The Alice Cooper Benefit. That's going to be fun. Uh, I, I believe it's a big theater in the round. I played it once before. But some of the areas I'm heading, and I hope to see you. Like I said, I'm hitting the House of Blues in Anaheim. November 26th. I am hitting the Observatory in San Diego, the night before Thanksgiving, Petaluma, the Mystic Theater, on Friday the 29th, 30th, San Luis Obispo, the Fremont Theater, December 1st, we're heading to Santa Cruz, California, that's December 1st, December 3rd, Portland, Oregon, the Aladdin Theater, December 4th, Seattle, Washington, December 5th, we are in Olympia, Washington, and then I got Foxwoods, which I'll talk to you before that, on December 21st in Connecticut, and then the last two shows of the year, 27th, 28th, at the Hard Rock Casino in Atlantic City, and the brew man's done. Jimbo, the man was 30 pounds overweight. Then I'd lose 30 pounds. I lost ten pounds and Tennessee! Thanks, make a Shake. 3-0. And you know, what's, you know what's crazy? You know what it really took for me to lose weight? Because I put on, I ate like they told me I got a month to live. I was in Europe, beat the snot out of Europe. Drinking between Metallica Tour and going to Europe. I drank, I ate. I went up to 210 pounds. I'm now at 180 and I want to get down to low 170s and I will because right now I've just been tapered off and, I, and I've been 180 since October 24th, which was the le- which was our weigh-in. I won the bet. I won the bet. And you know what's weird? When you lose a lot of weight, people don't know if you're sick. So people are looking at me funny and they go, you look. God. I go, no, I lost weight. It's healthy. And they go, oh, thank God. Because they don't know. There's, there's, a couple, there's a couple weight losses remedies. Unfortunately, one's called the divorce diet, where you're on your contract year, and you go, oh, damn, I got to look good now because I'm on the market. And I'm sorry if you're going through that. Uh, one is the sick diet. Oh, shoot. Are you okay? Because you lost a lot of weight in two months. Um, I'm healthy. I'm good. I've been going to the gym. Uh, the real key was working out, no booze, and counting calories. I never went over 1,500 calories. Once, I cheated. I think I had four or five drinks. I think I had three martinis and two wines over a two-month period after a show. And I'd be one and done. And I'd go to the gym, work out, and all that jazz. But it's, it's all healthy. I feel good. And I want to get down to low 170. So I'm excited about that, which also gets me ready. I started my pitching coach. And now I'm going to take some batting practice because in January, I am going to the Mets fantasy camp and playing baseball. And I'm going to be a baby. Mwah, I love you. Mwah, I love you. Seem you a bit. You picking the girls up? Yep. Okay. Love you. Um, I'm going to crush it. Crushing. I'm pitching. This is the best I ever felt in my life. I, wanna, I want shutouts. I want shutouts when I'm pitching. I may throw up to 48 miles an hour. You better be ready for that. So I, I'm, I feel good health-wise. I feel good mental-wise. I got a tremendous team around me. My publicist, Amy. My management, Jim. My digital team, Josh. My agent, Pete, keep doing what you're doing. It feels good to have you all around. It feels good. Life is good for Jim Brewer right now. Right now, life is good. It could change any second, any moment. I'm well aware of that. And for those of you who heard my wife just now in the background, yes, two and a half years, stage four cancer. Two and a half years ago, almost today, told, you may make it, maybe by the holidays, maybe, maybe. And she's still crushing it. She looks hot, sexy, she's funny. She's my life. So if you're going through something horrible, cancer, don't go into doomsday. Look for that specific cancer and see if you can get on a trial so you can get hope. I'm not saying it'll work. But your mental state is a lot. So, right now, life is good. (laughs) And we all know that could change any second. Any second. So until that changes, man, it's good to talk to you. I hope to see you on tour. Oh, let me tell you about the merch real quick. Check this out. Brewcrew.com. B-R-E-U-C-R-E-W.com. And you go on there. I'm not bringing merch on the road. So this is the other way to say hello and meet me. After the shows, I always... And the reason I'm not bringing merch on the road is because... I got to... It costs so much to ship boxes, make shirts, do all this stuff and all that jazz. And a lot of times, I don't have the right sizes. So you're stuck always with some type of merch. People are either too small or they're too big and you don't have the sizes and you spent all this money. And you're just guessing who's going to show up and buy your stuff. So... You can go to brewcrew.com, B-R-E-U-C-R-E-W.com. I know there's a munchies version shirt right now that's flying off the roof. Flying. Everything's custom made. It never runs out of stock. Right now, you can only get the munch- uh, that one in a very limited time. So they put out limited shirts for time. But if you go to that and you're at my show, your receipt will come the, the, the minute you order it, it's immediately shipped out the next day, so you, you get it in like two, three days and you don't have to carry it around and all that jazz, so if you come to a show and you order a shirt before you even show up or during the show or right after the show your receipt will show up on your, on your phone and after every show I do a thank you to everyone that gets merch from me it helps more than you know. I'm not making tons of money there. Trust me. I'm paying for crew. I'm paying for production. When I go on the road, I have I have a we th- We're a four-person crew so I'm paying for someone to film, I'm paying for someone to record, I'm paying for someone to edit. I'm paying for all their rooms, I'm paying for the opener, I'm paying for the tour manager to book everything and all that. I'm not complaining, I'm just saying what it is. So, it's more in the eye to see when you do that, you're truly truly helping to pay production costs or costs somewhere else. And that's how that's how I'm able to keep growing. It pays the digital team. It pays Helps pay Amy. It it helps somewhere. So, you want to say hello. You download that. You get something. Get your hoodie, your t shirt, your long lived paint shirt, your Slayer fan, the party in the stomach, whatever it is, whatever size you want. Comes to you. You get the receipt. Come to the show. After the show, Brian McKenna will be there or whoever will be there. They'll look at the receipt. Don't try to con him because he doesn't fall for it. And for God's sake, make sure the person you're conning isn't conning you. And then you come back and you say, we'll we'll say hello. And I say, thank you. And I truly mean thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm super excited to be talking to you again. You have no clue. I got so inspired by guys like Bert and, and... It's so many people out there opie thank you thank you opie thank you to my fans all the ones that said can you please start doing the podcast again so i'm sorry i let you down man i'm sorry i'm you know i'm not gonna do it now we got some heavy stuff coming my daughter's on the way come become we got a lot of cool stuff coming i'm gonna talk to the guys that i'm writing a script with and There's a lot of people I want to start. I want to get into heavier stuff. I want to get into a lot of things. And there's a lot of potential here. And I wasn't tapping into it. But now I see. Now I see. So thanks to you always. Tina. Only she knows what that means. All you guys. Thank you. Melissa. Melissa. Don't forget the lessons. Reach out to me. Um, Bill, stay out of trouble. Be safe, my friend. Big D in Colorado. Hope you're not shoveling too much snow right now. And to all of you, life is short. Don't forget that. It could change at any moment. Make sure you're thankful. And make sure you're doing something good. Just walk the walk. I keep Take care, thank you Thanks for listening of I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tide that binds Because you're mine I walk the line